சரிரும் we started with arjuna's confusion in the first chapter and then slowly step by step bhagwan krishna is uh, removing all the confusions from his mind from his intellect the main teaching of this uh, bhagavad gita is uh, uh, about our own self bhagavad gita is like a mirror which shows us our own self because everything boils down to finally knowing ourselves in uh, bhagwan 10 chapter also he says ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮ ವಿದ್ಯಾ ವಿದ್ಯಾನ ಔಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆರ್ ದೇರ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಬಟ್ ದ ಓನ್ಲಿ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಿಲ್ ಲಿಬರೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆಫ್ ಅವರ್ ಓನ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ರೆಕಗ್ನೈಸ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಆಸ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ವಿಚ್ ಮೈಟ್ ಅಪಿಯರ್ ವೆರಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರೇಂಜ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ವಿತ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ all the time but still we have not comprehended our own self properly it's a big uh, a mystery it's a big uh, illusion sort of and we are not aware of our real nature so that is the main theme of uh, not only bhagavad gita but all our scriptures that finally it leads us to this goal of enlightenment and as we move towards it we will feel more and more peaceful more and more happy also uh, the surrounding also will become more conducive for us so even from the worldly standpoint it will be it is beneficial it is profitable to be spiritual hmm. generally people feel spiritual hmm. it might not be profitable it is better to become something in this world but really speaking as we progress towards our own self in the sense as we progress towards the state of enlightenment we will feel more peaceful more happy one will become more efficient and it will be beneficial from the worldly standpoint also it will re- improve all our uh, relationship and uh, everything will be nice so therefore there might be many many problems but the solution is one for all those problems know thyself recognize yourself as you are and in order to recognize ourselves the final step the final uh, doorway is to meditate on our own self on the sense of i which we have 
that is the gateway to come to comprehend ourselves. just see that it's so one should go away from all noise to that supreme peace in our own self. For that the path is dhyana. Dhyana avastita tadgatena manasa pashyantiyam yoginaha. When a person goes, when our mind goes in the state of meditation, one comes to see ourselves as we are. Practicing meditation is not meditation. Huh? Agitation is not meditation. Concentration is not meditation. When we reach that state of meditation, one will be able to see oneself as we are. We only experience three states, the waking, the dream and the deep sleep state. We have not experienced the state of meditation. When we experience the state of meditation, we become free of all our confusion, all our bondage. So dhyana is the final step which one has to uh, take in order to uh, recognize oneself. Every, when everything is ready, it's like the uh, we click the photograph. Uh, in the good old days, those cameras, uh, manual camera, we have to focus, we have to select the aperture, we have to select the speed, the filters and the thing, so many things. And then finally, we ask the subject to smile. If it is object, it cannot smile, but uh, we smile. And then we click. And when we click, that is the final click. That At that moment, whatever is there will come. Similarly, meditation is the final click. Before that, lot of preparation goes to prepare our mind for meditation, to prepare the intellect for meditation. So the intellect is prepared for meditation when it has got sound understanding. When there is no confusion in the intellect regarding the nature of the self, regarding the nature of this world, through the help of the scriptures, through the help of the words of a great realized masters, the intellect is convinced. All its questions are answered. So intellect keeps quiet. Otherwise, the intellect will keep on asking questions. And if the intellect is asking questions, you cannot meditate. It's like uh, someone is sitting for meditation and the child is constantly asking or moving or shaking you. You won't be able to meditate. Similarly, if the intellect has got lot of doubts, lot of uh, questions, confusions, then meditation is uh, difficult, is not possible. So, we have to make, uh, uh, through the study of the scriptures, the doubts of the intellect is quietened. Through following certain sadhana, certain spiritual practices, we have to also purify our mind. 
make it more and more pure. And once the mind, the intellect uh, are, uh, are tuned, then we can sit, meditate and recognize our own self. In order to tune our mind and intellect and prepare it for meditation, Bhagwan has given lots of uh, sadhanas here, starting from karma yoga, uh, bhakti, jnana uh, marga, so many things he explained to Arjuna. In the beginning he talked to him about karma yoga, that you perform your uh, duties, fulfill your responsibilities, dedicating all these to uh, the Supreme, to God. Then Bhagwan also taught to Arjuna the various upasanas which will help us to further purify our mind. He also, from the standpoint of Ishvara, he explained how this whole world is, that it is my prakriti only, para-prakriti, apara-prakriti, and how the whole play of this world is just a play of this prakriti, para and apara. And finally, in this 13th chapter, which we saw last month, Bhagwan showed us the ultimate identity of, uh, of this uh, self, the inner, uh, the, the self, the I, with that supreme reality. That the supreme reality alone expresses as our self in this particular body. So, in order to search for God, we have to go within this, our own body, our own heart and recognize that God within. In the 13th chapter, Bhagwan conveyed to Arjuna that this body is Kshetra and the one who is aware of this body, one who is conscious of the body, Kshetradnya, but the Kshetradnya is, uh, is really that supreme truth alone. I had given the example of the moon and the light shining on the moon. So when that moon is there, the light is shining. So together, because of the light and that object, we see that moon. But that light itself cannot be comprehended, cannot be seen. But if there are suppose ten moons, then all those ten moons will be illumined by the same light. Similarly, all of us, all our bodies are like moon and that light which is illumining our body is that consciousness which is aware of this body, our own body, is that light of that supreme truth, supreme self alone. So we have to understand that that I, that I, the consciousness in me, itself is that supreme reality, supreme truth. So in order to make it uh, comprehensible, Bhagwan explained in detail in the previous chapter using the term Kshetra and Kshetradnya. Also, he mentioned so many uh, values which will help us to further comprehend. as jnanam, amanitvam, adam, bhitvam and all. And later on, he said that through dhyana, you will be able to recognize me.
if dhyana is difficult for you do some study make uh, make clear in your mind remove your doubts and then you meditate if the still the doubts are not going then follow the path of karma yoga purify your mind then study the scriptures remove your doubts then meditate and recognize yourself and what is meditation meditation is just focusing your attention on that i the self atma when we say atma we have funny idea about atma so i am not using the word atma that day i was telling someone atma and thought that it is some sort of ghost hmm. so because that word atma is so common we use it for everything now so another word for that same atma is i i though it is used commonly and at least uh, hundreds of time we must be using during the day but still it is not very it is not contaminated i pure i i am so and so so and so gets contaminated but when you just come to that i it is not contaminated when you when you just say i and 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 focus your attention on it you will find that it has got it has got no gender also that pure i it has got no gender when we say i am a man i am a woman with respect to body then the gender comes otherwise in that pure i there's no gender that i is god within that i which we experience is the witness of this body witness of my mind and is the experiencer the the subject behind all my experiences so that i is called also purusha and that uh, body and all is called prakriti and when that i in its pure state when we recognize that i is also called purushottama the supreme person so this purusha when it gets attached to prakriti then the whole game of samsar begins when i am identified with my body mind intellect then some samsar begins when i separate myself from this body mind intellect and recognize my pure nature i become free of samsar hmm so this i is in between hmm so let us say this is i and this is the body so when i gets attached to the body samsar becomes begins when i is separated and understands his real nature uh, we become free of samsara and in order to do this we have to focus our attention on this i our attention though we are using hundreds of time the word i our attention is not on i it is on what i see what i hear what i taste what i smell what i think what i feel huh? it is on everything other than i so we have to focus our attention on this i 
now the question is that how, how does this I get caught up in this Prakriti? Bhagwan had mentioned in the previous chapter that Purusha Prakriti Stohi Bhungte Prakriti Jan Gunang. That Purusha sitting in Prakriti experiences this whole world uh, which is also expression of Prakriti. It experiences this world and that itself is the cause of this samsara. So the question is, how does, how does this Prakriti bind this Purusha? We have already seen the, the 24 expressions of this Prakriti, the 24 Tattvas. Say, I hope you remember. Huh? If not, then you see on the CD and all those things. So, you have to remember the last class also. So, the Prakriti, when Purusha sits in Prakriti, gets bound by Prakriti and experiences this world. So, how does the Prakriti bind this Purusha? What are the mechanisms by which it gets bound and how it can free itself? Though it was mentioned and hinted in the previous chapter, Bhagwan takes up that topic elaborately in this 14th chapter. The beauty of Bhagavad Gita is that though the theme, main theme is same, it is explained in different ways so that we can understand it completely. So the same thing which was explained in the third chap- 13th chapter, Bhagwan explains it here using the great uh, expression of this Prakriti as Gunas. You must have heard this Gunas, Sattvagun, Rajogun and Tamogun. These three Gunas are the threefold qualities of this Prakriti only, which is nothing but Kshetradnya. I mean, sorry, Kshetra. Hmm. So, what are these three Gunas? And how these three gunas bind us and how we can understand these three gunas and become free of these three gunas. That is the whole uh, topic of this chapter. It's one of the most uh, fascinating chapter and it will help us in our spiritual journey. Because exactly what binds us, if we know, we will be able to uh, become free of that. So this, um, the whole uh, explanation is given with the help of these three gunas. These three gunas are nothing but threefold expression of prakriti only. So they are not something new. Hmm? In the previous chapter, the 24 tattvas, the 24 uh, factors, contents of the uh, seen or the kshetra was given, but all these are also threefold or they have threefold qualities, sattvic, rajasic, tamasic. This we have seen in the previous uh, chapters also. In the, in the second chapter also Bhagavan talked about gunas. In the third chapter also he spoke about gunas, that a wise person is one 
who understands that everything is play of gunas. Guna guneshu vartante iti matvana sajjate. That a wise person looks at this world as play of gunas. So, the what are these gunas? How do they bind? What are their interrelationship? How the Purusha gets identified with it? And how it can, how I can come out of this identification? The whole thing is very beautifully presented. It's like a, like a scientific paper. And even those who study psychology on all, they should study this. This is our depth psychology. How not only our mind functions, but how this whole world functions is explained with the help of these three gunas. It's like in our computer, there is this zero and one, whole play of zero and one. But this whole world is a play of these three, Sattvagun, Rajagun, Tamogun. Like the, the three colors, the main important colors, the basic colors. What are the basic colors? Yes. Red. Red, yellow and blue, I think. I read today. Chalo. So, this uh, three colors, the blue color, the yellow color and the red color, when they are mixed in different proportion, they give rise to other colors. So, all that uh, a painter can paint is just by mixing these three colors. Similarly, God, the great artist, the great painter, has painted this whole world using these three colors. The Rajasik color, red, the Tamasik, you can say blue, and the, or maybe Tamasik, you can say, Tamasik may be red, lowest, then Rajasik is yellow, and Satvik is blue. So, violet, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange, red. So, red is the uh, the basic, yellow, blue. So, this whole world is a play of these three colors, play of these three gunas. And how we can understand and become free of these three gunas is very beautifully presented here. Also, after listening to this discourse, Arjuna asked Bhagwan this question, that what is the sign of the person who has gone beyond these three gunas? See, a realized master is named differently in different chapters. In the second chapter, Bhagwan calls a realized master, what? Stitapradnya. Hmm. In the, in the other chapters, he calls them bhakta, or calls them yukta, yogi, uh, adnyani. And here, Bhagavan calls them gunatita, one who has gone beyond the gunas. These are all different terms for the same realized master. So, Arjuna asks the characteristic of a gunatita that is also revealed. So it's a very beautiful chapter. We will uh, we will begin. Let us chant the first verse. Om 
श्री परमात्मने नमः अथ चतुर्दशोध्याय श्रीभगवाच परम भूय प्रवक्षा ज्ञानमुत्तम मुनय सर्वे परां सिद्धिमितो परम भूय प्रवक्षा ज्ञानमुत्तम हाँ श्री भगवान वाच भगवान बिगिन्स दिस चैप्टर बाय हिज ओन वर्ड्स ही डजेंट वेट फॉर अर्जुना टू आस्क एनी क्वेश्चन सी समटाइम्स पीपल आस्क क्वेश्चन बट टू आस्क क्वेश्चन आल्सो यू शुड हैव सम सम बेसिक नॉलेज from the from the type of question a person asks you can determine the level of that person also therefore some of the text are very very sublime like the upanishads because the questions asked there are very sublime the master remaining same the text becomes sublime if the disciples are also sublime hmm so in the dakshinamurti stotram to the uh, it is mentioned about dakshinamurti as giving the discourse in silence and the disciples are sitting in front of him and all their doubts are getting dispelled only through silence but to listen to silence we should be silent otherwise we will be listening to our own own noise our own voice so is the most difficult thing is to listen to someone but the even most difficult is to listen to someone's silence not someone's silence but a mahatma's silence is very difficult it is possible when we are absolutely quiet then we are able to listen to their silence so here bhagwan by himself he conveys certain thing which he felt that arjuna should know though he had not asked but for his spiritual growth this knowledge is important so bhagwan says i will tell you he arjuna param bhuya pravakshami jnananam jnanam uttamam bhuya pravakshami again i will tell bhuya means again again means he has said so many times see one of the thing which is often seen in all our scriptures is repetition they repeat it might seem very uh, why they have to repeat because it doesn't go into our head in one go it has to be repeated it's very strange that so many times when it is told the same thing then slowly slowly it sinks in the knowledge sinks it takes time it takes lot of time 
सो भगवान सेज भूय प्रवक्षामी अगेन आई विल टेल यू प्रवक्षामी प्रकर्षेण वेरी वेल क्लियरली आई विल आई विल कन्वे टू यू यू जस्ट लिसन एंड एज यू लिसन ऑल योर डाउट्स विल गेट डिस्पेल्ड एंड इफ यू लिसन वेरी अटेंटिवली एंड टोटली ट्यून टू मी बाय लिसनिंग इट you will be able to experience the truth you don't have to even do anything there's nothing to be done just by listening carefully to the words of the master one can gain that state of liberation shravana matrena when our listening is not proper then we have to do some reflection and that reflection leads to meditation but otherwise listening itself can take a person into state of meditation hmm so bhagwan says param bhuya pravakshami see bhagwan krishna had so much of love for his uh, his disciple arjuna he had a special affection for arjuna bhakto sime sakha cheti you are my bhakt and you are my sakha you are my friend and you are my beloved you are my devotee so therefore i am revealing this whole thing to you what are you revealing gnanam i am telling you the gnanam knowledge gnananam gnanam uttamam which is which is superior to all the knowledge see the term gnanam was used in the previous chapter for the values also so here by saying uttamam and param bhagwan is not talking about values but he is talking about revealing the supreme truth the the ultimate reality which is indicated as uttamam and param param gnanam ultimate knowledge is the knowledge of our own self and knowledge is not uh, like uh, theoretically knowing something knowledge is being our self itself is knowing the self being knowing experiencing all becomes one see generally when we know something like i know this flower the flower is different and i am different okay? the flower is different i can however much i know the flower through the senses through the mind through the intellect the flower will always remain different in fact whatever i know through the senses mind and intellect are different from my own self suppose i want to know myself then i have to leave this instrument aside and just be my own self so therefore this knowledge of the self is something superior something infinitely great no doubt about it gnananam gnanamuttamam see worldly knowledge is also great if as long as this world is there and we have to interact with the world you should know about the world but we are not permanent resident in this world the world is like a dream when we will wake up when we will go into another dream we don't know whatever one may have learnt in one dream may not be useful in the other dream 
you may take great phd and great scholarship in this particular lifetime but again we are born somewhere we have to go to school again you don't find anybody i have learned everything in my previous life mereko directly naukri de do nothing like that you have to again go to same abcd same jack and jill so many times they fell and it goes on and on so worldly knowledge dies with the death of the body dies with the death of the mind the intellect it is gone but the knowledge of the self remains because i remain i don't die the self doesn't die once that self is recognized it is eternally with us only so param bhuyah pravakshami jnananam jnanam uttamam the greatest of all the knowledge see bhagwan had to before he in every chapter we found most of the chapter that before revealing the main theme he always gives the mahima of that knowledge to make us ready to make us interested it's like a like in modern uh, language you can say like a sales person na he gives the importance then we value it much more so here also bhagwan tells us about the greatness of greatness of this knowledge see still it doesn't go into our head ha huh, very easily certain thing doesn't go into our head certain thing goes for example a person if shows a 1000 rupee note we understand the value of that then it is crushed still it has got value it is pounded still it has got value whatever be the shape and size and not size but whatever be the condition we understand the value because we know the value of that but we should also know the value of self knowledge so bhagwan says that it is the greatest of all knowledge because it is knowledge of param it is the knowledge of the supreme or reality it is knowledge of that which is real not of that which is false not of that which is changing not of that which is illusory to give an example of the rope and snake the knowledge of rope is far more superior than whatever you know about the snake which is seen on that rope ultimately it is an illusion but once we know the rope we know everything so param bhuya pravakshami jnananam jnanamuttamam and that this supreme knowledge is knowledge of i you yourself the the innermost your innermost being your innermost presence is revealed in in such a clear and term that even the 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 sting of death also goes away no fear of death no fear of pain no fear of change everything get dissolved in this knowledge therefore it is the most supreme so param bhuya pravakshami jnana nam jnanam uttamam 
and what will I gain by knowing this? He says, Yad Nyatva Munaya Sarve Param Siddhimito Gataha. He says that having known this, having known this knowledge, having gained this knowledge about the, of the self, great realized masters, great seekers, great thinkers, they have attained the supreme state. Param Siddhim. They went beyond the body. They went beyond all these changing phenomena and gained that supreme state of enlightenment. Yadnyatva. Munayaha. Munayaha. Muni. Muni means not with long beard and all. Muni means manana shilavan. Those who are contemplative. Not, not, there are different types of people. Those who, there are people who are active. Action oriented. Then those, there are those who are perception oriented. Sometimes they come in Pravachan also. Perception oriented. Then those who have feelings. Feeling oriented. Then there are those thinkers. Thinking. So those thinking people, thinking seekers are called Munis. Manana Shilavan. So such Munis, Bhagwan is uh, indicating this knowledge to Munis, to thinking, reflecting, contemplative student. It's not just you just feel and just do, do, do something, do Arti of the Bhagavad Gita and all. No. It is meant for those who will listen to God. Listen to Bhagwan and think and comprehend what is being said. Hmm. So, yadnyatva munayaha sarve all the munis, all the seekers who have walked this path and have gained this knowledge. Bhagwan says, param siddhimitogata. They attain the supreme state of realization. This is the path they followed and they attain that final state of liberation. So, only thing which will liberate us is recognizing our own self, that I, 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 which you carry, which you carry with you right from childhood we are carrying it. It is the only thing which we are carrying all the time, everywhere. You might leave other things at home and come, but that I, you cannot leave anywhere and come. Try. Eh? You might leave your brain also somewhere and come, but I cannot be left. That I follows us right from the time we were born and it follows us. And if we just close our eyes and focus our attention on this I, you will not find its age. You will not find any gender in it. You will always experience it as here and now. It is never experienced there and then. That I is experienced as here and now. It doesn't have any gender, it doesn't have any divisions, and it is always present. That is the Purusha, that is that consciousness within, that is the God within, who is so much entangled with the body, mind, intellect, that we have to, we fail to recognize it. So Bhagwan says, those seekers, who have recognized this self, they have 
gain that supreme uh, state. Param Siddhim Itogataha. Even when the body is dropped, they have attained the state of complete realization. So that is the great knowledge Bhagwan says, I will reveal to you, He Arjuna, right in this battlefield. The battle was about to begin, but Bhagwan was so much interested in this knowledge. He was not interested in battle, Kaun ho rai, kaun jagadne ke liye, and all those things. He was interested to reveal this knowledge to Arjuna before the battle began. So that even if he dies in this battle, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Because he has understood the main, main theme. Then it doesn't matter. Further, Bhagavan says, Idam jnanam upashritya Mamasadharmya magataha Sarge pinopajayante Pralayena vethantitya Idam jnanam upashritya Mamasadharmya magataha Uh, again, Bhagwan continues with his praise of this knowledge because it is he is valuing it. Bhagwan himself had so much great value for this knowledge that he did not reveal it till Arjuna became fit to take it, and he became fit to take it in the battlefield. So he revealed it there itself. He says that idam jnanam upashritya mamasadharmyam agataha that uh, taking refuge in this knowledge which I will reveal taking refuge upashritya totally dedicating oneself to this knowledge that is another very important quality of a sincere seeker that seeker should dedicate himself or herself totally to this gaining this knowledge. Hundred percent. Not ninety-nine point nine nine percent. Hundred percent when we are totally obsessed by this knowledge. Just as now we are obsessed by our mobile phone and all. When we are obsessed by this knowledge then we will be able to we carry our mobile everywhere. Nee? It becomes very important to us. Little thoda sa chuncho kar lete, immediately we take care. Kya ho gaya baba? Sab to hai. <laughs> like a little child, people take care of their mobile like anything. Nee? Ting ting, immediately. Kaun hai? Kaisa hai? Sab thik hai? Thik hai. You want loan for homes and all, immediately they delete it. <laughs> so, just as we carry what we love so much with us, we should totally dedicate ourselves to this knowledge. 
then only we will be able to recognize it. We should be get obsessed, not by ego, but this I, the pure self within. Just focus your attention on it, try to understand it, try to recognize it. So, idam jnanam upashritya mama sadharmya magataha. Bhagavan says, those who take refuge in this knowledge, they become one with me. They attain my being. God and Jiva are not two different things. If we are identified with our body, God is different. We feel God is different. Hmm. But when we come to recognize ourselves, we come to know I and God are one and same. It's like space. When the space is identified with a room, then one room is different from another room. And that uh, space in that room is different from all the other space. But when that space in the room shifts its attention from all the walls and all the decoration and the interiors and all it has made, it shifts its room. That is all Prakriti, huh? The interiors of the room, the beautiful uh, painting, the feng shui thing and all those things are all part of the prakriti. So when we shift our attention from there to that space and that when the space understands itself as space immediately at that very moment it understands that I am the same space in which all the entire earth and the entire cosmos exist. When I am identified with the walls and if someone tells us, tells that space that in you exist all the stars and all the planets and all, it will never accept it. Because in the room there are no stars, there are no planets. There is only Feng Shui thing. But uh, when it recognizes its real nature, its attention from the wall falls off. And it comes to know that I am not in the room. The room and everything exist in me. The entire cosmos exists in me. Similarly, at present we feel that there is a body and I exist in the body. That is the feeling is there. Na? Exactly where I don't know, but I am in the body. When the body moves, I also move. When the body sits, I sit. When the body walks, I walk. So I am in the body. That is the experience now. But when we come to recognize the self, we will know that I am not in the body. Body is in me. Na aham teshu te mai. I am not in the world. The world exists in me. This shift in in uh, in our vision takes place when we recognize our self as we are, the real nature of our self. Sudden shift takes place. That shift itself is called enlightenment. From one point, instead of looking at the world from a point, we become the entire space. Hmm. Instead of a point, we become infinite space.
millions of points exist in space, but uh, one point is not space. What is the point now? So we have become a point, but we are really space. So when we focus, gain this knowledge, we come to recognize ourselves. And when we recognize ourselves, what happens? Strange thing happens. Sargepina upajayante. Then I have no more birth. With the creation of the world or with birth, I am not born. There is no birth for me. And pralaye na vetantica. And with the dissolution of the world, I don't get disturbed. I, the self, is becomes free from this, uh, from the notion that I am the body and I am born. I am born in this body. So that the the whole process of birth and death goes away. I become free of this. So sarge pina upajayante pralaye na vetanticha by the destruction or dissolution of the body or the dissolution of the world, there is no agitation. I come to know that it is all an illusion in happening in me. So there is no fear, there is no agitation and there is no more bondage for a realized master. See, about the world, when we gain some knowledge of something, later on we will forget it also. Forgetfulness also is associated with whatever we have gained. Whatever, if we have gained something, we lose it also. So one may spend years together studying and learning something in the schools and colleges and university. One matcher can make you forget the whole thing like, I don't know where I am, who am I. One mosquito can take away all the knowledge which we have so painfully and carefully gathered. So will same thing happen with self-knowledge? He says no. Because it is not knowledge in the intellect. Self itself is knowledge. Being the self itself is knowing the self. So sargepina upajayante pralayena vethanticha. So this is the great knowledge. Bhagwan made Arjuna ready now. Yes, yes, please tell. Please tell me. So he, now he reveals that in the next verse. Mama yo nirmahat brahma Tasmin garbham dadhamyaham Sambhava sarva bhutanam Tato bhavati bharata Mama yo nirmahat brahma Tasmin garbham dadhamyaham Sambhava sarva bhutana Haan. So each chapter we have to, is like a, like a recipe. Bhagwan uses a new recipe to arrive at that same truth. Haan. So each chapter we have to uh, understand 
using the term from those that chapter alone though we can compare also like here bhagwan uses the term uh, mahat brahma and garbham he says mama yoni mahat brahma that my this womb yoni is the origin from where we are born so bhagwan says that my yoni is mahat brahma this mahat brahma is also this avyakta prakriti another term for prakriti mahat brahma and tasmin garbham dadhami aham and in that i do i place my seed i do garbhadham it's like a male and female uh, uh, generating like ha so when the male and female come together the child is born so here bhagwan is using those term that i am the female and i am the male i myself am the prakriti and i myself am the purusha and when this purusha and prakriti come together the world is born with multiple all those uh, different types of beings are born so mama yonihi mahat brahma so this mahat brahma we should understand that it is same as what is said as prakriti in the previous chapter it was also said as kshetra hmm. it was also indicated as apara uh, prakriti in the seventh chapter hmm. so different terms were used for the same thing it is the scene it is that which is experience it is matter ha to modern in english uh, language if we have to say this mahat brahma is matter and garbham dadhami aham is consciousness bhagwan says that i myself put that consciousness in this matter and makes it alive and when it becomes alive the whole play of this manifested world happens so even the science tries to understand this world and it is trying to understand the origin of this world but science is also trying very hard to understand origin of life see once something is alive to maintain it to just let it change its body and all it it becomes simple you can one can do it in the laboratory also you can cultivate certain type of uh, you know, beings uh, those uh, uh, microbes and all those things can be but how the first life happens how did it come about everything whatever we see about life about uh, the body is all matter only a tiny little ant if you see it the material it is made up of matter it is uh, there are molecules there are different chemicals ultimately it is nothing but atoms what is that ant it is billions of atom put together but if you see an individual atom it is not alive it is just something rotating constantly and two atoms coming together to form molecules and all those things there is no there is no intelligence in it but this life has got intelligence 
it has got intelligence to face different challenges which comes it has got intelligence to multiply itself to reproduce that intelligence from where it has come science is trying to find out it has not yet succeeded to find the origin of life hmm so there is there is matter and one feels that life is also expression of matter but it is not exactly the expression of matter it is the expression of consciousness when it comes in touch with that matter so that consciousness which is aware of matter is different from matter like this body which is made up of matter i am aware of it so this i is conscious and this body is matter only these two things you have to just understand matter and consciousness matter is called prakriti mahat brahma apara prakriti and all sorts of names are kshetra but there is matter there is consciousness which is conscious of the matter and the both together play the the whole this drama of this world when that consciousness come in contact with prakriti with the sattva gun rajogun tamogun of prakriti different types of life forms are born and different ways they play their role in this world there nothing but just combination of matter and consciousness we are sitting here just matter and that consciousness together and when we our focus and the consciousness is conscious of the matter but when that consciousness become conscious of itself it suddenly realizes its supreme nature as that supreme brahma itself as that ultimate reality so bhagwan is talking here as that ultimate reality who is the very a support or source of this matter and consciousness also so it's not here krishna is not talking as krishna is talking as sakshat brahma only that supreme reality so bhagwan says that my yoni my womb is mahat brahma and in that i place my garbha dadhami aham i place my seed and this give rise to this world see this is you will find this in different even in chinese philosophy they talk about yin and yang that tao or dao is the is a combination of yin and yang in which the yin and yang has merged itself but when it is seen as separate then it is seen as yin and yang the the yang is the male and the yin is the female and this yin and yang the play of yin and yang itself is this whole world but when we understand the whole dynamics is yin and yang the secret of yin and yang then we come to experience the tao the self the supreme reality in our other scriptures they talk about it as shiva and parvati so shiva is the purusha parvati is the shakti 
even in that shivalinga which is a most ancient symbol of of god shivalinga we go and pray and put water and all विंटर में भी ठंडा ठंडा पानी डाल देते भगवान पर सो शिवलिंगा इज वॉट देर इज दैट योनी एक्चुअली दैट इज डिपेक्टिंग प्रकृति पार्वती एंड लिंग इज द पुरुष सो इट इज द कॉम्बिनेशन ऑफ पुरुष एंड प्रकृति विच हैज गिवन राइट टू दिस वर्ल्ड दे आर अवर पेरेंट्स Purusha and Prakriti has given birth to the entire world. Matter and consciousness together has given birth to this entire world. So everything, whatever you experience, is experienced as combination of matter and consciousness. Anything you take, you are conscious of it. Any experience, you cannot have any experience. without being conscious of it so i am conscious of it i experience as as something is and it is experienced in different way different name different forms so different name different forms are just uh, just the different expression of prakriti and the consciousness is there in it in the simplest the all the different life forms are nothing but play of these gunas which we will see later why some life forms are more intelligent why some are buddhu even among human beings there are some who are intelligent and there are some who are buddhu ha huh? kya hua sometimes they wonder what is happening like Generally, it happens when some joke is cracked, and at that time you are yawning or something, and you don't get the punchline. Then you ask the neighbor, "Exit? What? Swami Ji, what did you tell me? Which joke has happened? Because we don't want to miss the joke. We might miss the Parab Brahma and Mahad Yoni and all. We don't care. But joke should not be missed. <laughs> so, ha. Huh. so different types of life forms see according to us that consciousness and matter is there in everything there is no such thing called pure matter so even in matter it has got potentially it has got life in it but as it becomes more and more uh, more rajogun and more tam, uh, satvagun start expressing then life start expressing in it and more the uh, sattva gun becomes more and more uh, pure higher and higher type of life higher type of life is the life which is more conscious of itself the life which is more intelligent the life which understands and or aware more so this is all the play of prakriti and purusha it's like a, you see a movie that movie is nothing but play of light and shadow a film is there in front and the light is put from behind on that film so if there is a lighter shade then that is seen as bright there if it is a dark just imagine the black and white film huh? 
to make things simple for me. So if it is dark, you see a dark image there. And if it is light, you see a light. So if a person is standing with a nice hair and all, then on the negative, this hair and all will be dark. Light, ah, light, sorry, light. So more light will go, or less light will go. Anyway, I am getting confused now. So, it is nothing but the play of the film and the light. Play of film and light is the movie. Similarly, all the different life forms are nothing but play of matter and consciousness. Nothing more. It is just play of matter and con- and matter has got these three gunas we will see in detail. So the combination permutation of these three gunas makes the differences. All differences are nothing but proportion of these three gunas are different. Otherwise it's same. Ant and elephant is same. Only the, the proportions are different. So Bhagwan like a scientist is revealing the truth to us ki mama yonir mahat brahma that my yoni is this mahat brahma which is nothing but this prakriti or matter in which I place my garbha so he is using that terminology of impregnating the prakriti by the purusha so I place my garbha and when that garbha is placed in the prakriti the child is born and that child is born is nothing but the variety of beings and the variety of uh, objects of this world. Variety of objects. So, Sambhava Sarva Bhutanam Tato Bhavati Bharata. So, He Bharata, through this combination of Prakriti and Purush, alone is the birth of all beings of this world. Every being. And as a human being, we have control, little control over this prakriti. We can make, we can invoke more and more sattva gun, and as we invoke more and more sattva gun, we become more and more aware of that awareness. We become more conscious of consciousness. The more the tamogun, the less conscious of consciousness. The more sattva gun, the more conscious of consciousness. Like in deep sleep state, it is totally tamasic state. The One is conscious but not conscious of consciousness. One is conscious. Even in deep sleep state, we are not dead. We are there. Therefore, when we wake up, we say, I was there. I slept very nicely during the pravachan. I was there. But... There is no conscious of my own. I am not conscious of that conscious. I am not conscious of myself. It's very strange that now you are conscious that I am. You are conscious of your own self. I am, I am. You know that you are. But in deep sleep, you don't know that you are. But you were. So it is the total tamasic stage. And meditation, that uh, state of samadhi, is total sattvic stage. And in between is the whole play of our life. Whole play is nothing but the play of these three gunas and this purusha. So, sambhava sarva bhutanam. 
तथो भवति भारत सो हे भारत हे अर्जुन दैट थ्रू दिस कॉम्बिनेशन ऑफ पुरुष एंड प्रकृति डिफरेंट टाइप्स ऑफ बीइंग्स आर बोर्न एंड दैट इज हाउ दिस होल वर्ल्ड हैज कम इनटू मैनिफेस्टेशन मोर अबाउट दिस भगवान विल कंटिन्यू वी विल सी इट इन क्लास टुमारो